Good morning, everybody, and welcome. It is your host, Patricia, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, I have a very interesting subject that I want to talk to you about. It is something that I'm seeing repetitiously repeated in people's lives, so I feel like today is going to be more of a teaching point to the podcast, so I hope that you stay tuned and that you glean something inspirational, influential, or just teachable. Something that I said in this podcast is going to teach you something that you can apply to your life and use it throughout your journey. Isn't that what wisdom is? I think that's what wisdom is. When you learn what you should do or what you should use for a desired outcome and you apply it to your life. So welcome. Don't forget to share the podcast with someone. Don't forget to subscribe. Of course, I'm social. You can reach me on Facebook or Instagram. My name on Facebook is Patricia Tomlinson. On Instagram, it is just simply underscore Patricia Tomlinson. And I'm available on these platforms. You can direct message me if something that was said in the podcast opened up your heart to want to know more information. You are more than welcome to message me. Don't forget about the new release that I just did with my new book, Succumb. Trust me, I think everyone that has sent feedback has purchased the book or given it to another person for the sake of just helping them along their life, this journey called life. I mean, isn't that what we are all here for? We are all here to share information with people, to share our life stories with people, to inspire people. You never know. I mean, literally, the way that you walk, talk, speak, even smile at people, I've seen people smile at people and it was just brighten up their day and they said they needed it because they were in the worst place and no one knew. You just never know what God will use to inspire someone. So today, I am excited about this subject. I feel like it was more or less pushed in front of me. Most of you guys know that I just recently started a new job. I love my job. I love what I do. It consists of helping people, literally helping people get their lives on track, going the direction that they should go, helping them to come out of dire situations and just live their optimum life. And I love my job. So I have this new manager and he's amazing. He's very um, educated, open-minded, more or less. um, I don't even know how to describe him because I kid you not, everything that I say, he's either done it or knows someone that has done it. So My manager this week, um, I went through my training, which was about two weeks. This is my third week at the job. And so for some reason in the morning time, he stated, you know, that his favorite artist was a woman by the name of Phyllis Hyman. Now, this is so funny because I had never heard of her per se, but a lot of times with older music, that has a tendency to happen. Like you might know the song, but you might not know the artist. But, you know, if your parents were playing in the background or if you had those type of parents that would have the parties at the house and everybody would come over, you know what I'm talking about. So you would have this music in the background playing. You're vibing to it, but you don't know who actually made the song. So it was one of those type of situations. So after the meeting, he was adamant. He said he loved her. She was amazing. She was beautiful. She was strong. I mean, he just had so many different qualities and characteristics to explain this woman. So I said, okay, I need to go and research and look up who this woman is. So he came to my office. We tried to look her up. Of course, it didn't work. So I decided to go home that evening and, you know, attempt to look up this woman that he so aspired or loved. And the funny part about it was that he told me that a woman of my caliber that I reminded him of her. So, of course, that put a little bit more fuel because I said, okay, I want to know what type of woman she is, so we're going to research her. 
that morning I got up and I'm always, you know, listening to stuff when I'm getting dressed or getting prepared for the day. And when I tell you that everything that he said about this woman was true, Phyllis Hyman was a woman. She was regal. She was classic. She was beautiful. She was strong. I was even shocked to, to hear that and understand and know that she was like six foot two. Um, on one of the interviews that I saw, she said six foot one and a quarter. Um, and I was also perplexed to hear and see that she was single with no children. So if you guys are interested in watching her, this is on Unsung on YouTube. Her name is Phyllis Hyman, H-Y-M-A-N. And in my heart, I just questioned what was wrong with her. She had been married before, but she was single at this time. It was probably like in her 40s. Um, and as I continued to watch the interviews that she did with people, when I say she was a woman, that is an understatement. She was regal. She knew what she wanted. She knew what she didn't want. She didn't bow down or break easily, but she was one who people tried to break her. And eventually, I don't want to say that it ended up working, but eventually the, the way that her story ended, it was very heartbreaking to me. Um, during one of her interviews, she said that when she was a kid, she didn't know that she was going to be a singer. Um, her family noticed this talent about her. Her sister said that one day they were in the living room and the radio was on and she decided to start singing, but then the radio was off and the person that was singing was no longer singing. It was just Phyllis Hyman. This is how they discovered that she had a talent because she actually sounded better than the person on the radio. This woman, Phyllis Hyman, I want to dedicate this podcast to the Phyllis Hymans of the world. And as we get more into it, I'm going to explain more of that and what that means. This woman was so strong. And I just want to know why were people so intimidated of her? Why were they so jealous of her? In one of her interviews, she detailed how a man said that he actually told her he was a basketball player. He actually told her that he would never date her because he could not control her. What I'm really seeing about her is that she knew what she wanted and she knew what she liked. And in, in that being so, a lot of women that are strong like that are, are treated and abused and used for the sake of, a, of, a, of the welfare of another person. In the interview, she also stated that when she was a kid, she didn't know what she wanted to do. She stated that she just wanted to be rich. She wanted to own businesses. She said at that time she never wanted to have kids, and I think she wanted to be a stay-at-home wife. But as time went on, she stayed in her lane of her career in singing. She also was a business owner. She stated that those desires had shifted and changed, that she would love to have been married and have children. And... Also, in one of the interviews, they stated that her life, she went through so many emotional ups and downs that they felt like could have been stopped if she had a stable home environment, which consisted of her being a wife, a mother, and having that balance because she was a workaholic. They said out of 356, 365 days of the year, she worked the majority of all of the weeks and weekends in a year. So she loved what she did. She had a passion. She knew what it was that brought her some sense of fulfillment. And I'm not going to say totally fulfilled because there were still some spots 
in her that were empty. If you watch her, her interview, it just really shined a light on women that are wonderful and powerful. But it also helped me understand that she had a lot of heartbreak. I mean, you could see it in her face and in her eyes when she talked about love. She even detailed about how she sung some songs dealing with love, but at the same time, it hurt her to actually talk about them because she didn't have a love life. She even detailed how she wasn't taking I'm sorry, taking out on dates. Um, and that can be devastating. Like she said, women in the industry at her time that were strong and powerful, she said they didn't have groupies. Men didn't just flock at her door. She said it would be more women that were waiting for autographs and to talk to her more than men. She said it just was not common for her. So at first, when I heard all this, I asked myself, you know, because most certainly we will always think, okay, there must be something wrong with Phyllis Hyman. But the problem was there was nothing wrong with her. She was strong and she was powerful. And it's so amazing to me that she worked with Clive Davis. Um, most of you might know him. He also worked with Whitney Houston. She was a sensation prior to Whitney Houston. It was removed off the label because Whitney Houston came. They basically let her go. But her and Clive Davis had a tense relationship or partnership because she didn't want to do everything he told her to do. She had her own mind. She was powerful. And she wasn't a person that would be told what to do. And of course, no one that is either going to use you or abuse you for your talent likes that. So I have this raging question on the inside. Like I said, what was wrong with her? It was nothing. But just like society paints women that are strong and that are powerful, they say that they want those strong and powerful women, but when they get them, they are easily told to be quiet. You know, their voices are not heard. They're shut up in a box. They don't. People don't want them to be spontaneous leaders. And I don't understand because these women that we talk about that we really don't want on the front scene are wives and their mothers. They are strong women to men that are their husbands. They are strong women to their children by being their mothers. They are entrepreneurs and so forth which is actually what we need. And as you can see, she was filled with, with a lot of love. And one of the things that I noticed about her was that a, a lot of her time, she pretended as if she was okay. She talked about the music industry. She talked about it saying that it was a business. So a lot of times she got burned and she wasn't treated right. And it's so amazing that my manager was able to correlate this woman to me without actually knowing me for a very long time. And what he said, what I actually saw in her, I was able to correlate in myself. I was able to see that, okay, I am a strong woman, independent. I have my own mind. I'm powerful and so many other characteristics. However, that is not always celebrated. A lot of times you get people that are intimidated, you get people that are jealous, you get people that want to walk in your shoes. However, they have not understood your journey or what actually helped you come to that place of strength. And at the time, it doesn't seem like it's helping you because it seems as though it's meant to break you and to hurt you. However, Phyllis Hyman, she had support, but I think that she didn't have the type of support that she wanted. And I just think it's amazing that she knew who she was. But at the same time, I look at it and I look at my age and I'm in my mid-30s. And the first time I was ever called a strong black woman by a man who wasn't intimidated or jealous of me was just a couple months ago. 
And I look at this and I have gone through situations where people have tried to break me. I have had friendships and people that were jealous. I have had people misconstrue or, or lie on me. And I look at her and I see myself in her. And I just wonder how many other women have endured this or gone through this. And I'm pretty sure it is so many more. Mentally, she endured so much to where she was never loved or appreciated. They talked about how she had so many highs and lows. And at some points in time, she was snapping on people and having attitudes. The crazy part about it was that she always talked about she wanted to be. She wanted to be loved. She wanted to be appreciated. She wanted to have the dates and the flowers. And it was so funny because I actually um, am supposed, well, I'm cleaning up my eating, which is very, pretty simple to me. But, you know, I have my little days where it's like I just want something to eat. And one day I stopped at Wendy's. And the next day when I watched another one of her interviews, she was so beautiful. But she said it. I'm a simple girl. She said, I like the simple thing. She said, I, I like it. I actually enjoy a Wendy sandwich, which made me laugh because even though she knew what she wanted and the greater things, she still enjoyed simple things. She wasn't boozy or bougie or stuck up. She was really a people person. So I just questioned as to why she had to die before they actually figured out what her issue and her problem was. Yes, she did get addicted to opioids and other forms of drugs. She also was an alcoholic. She was admitted into different institutions to actually help her, to try to assist her in not doing drugs, which actually is amazing to me because now that is my job. I actually help people who want to recover and live an optimum life without drug addiction, substance abuse, and alcohol. So... Phyllis Hyman had this wonderful, blossoming career. She was a beautiful woman. She was a beautiful woman, but she was unloved in the capacity that she wanted to be loved. We see this happen a lot with other legends. When they die, we hear of their stories, how they have been used for their gifts and talents to make money, but nobody actually cared of the quality of life that they actually were living. And some people actually use their careers and work to to put that in the place of a void that is actually taking place in our life. I mean, I do it all the time. There are so many things that I'll have my hands in just so I don't have to actually deal with the fact that being a strong woman can actually be quite devastating because people withhold from you what you actually need. You may have what you want as far as the house, the car, the money, the clothes, the physique, but you don't have what you need. You don't have that network of connections of people that you can talk to that you actually really feel connected to that love you. And this is something that I see was Phyllis Hyman's problem. I really felt like they used her. I feel like they prostituted her gift because they knew that it could make her money. In order to be used by one for their own personal use, you have to be broken. And they keep people away from you that love you. They keep people away from you that are going to tell you the truth. Like, hey, you're working a lot. You need to sit down. You need to rest. Okay, you don't look like you're doing too good today. Maybe you just need to take a day off, refresh, go get a massage, get a nice dinner, do something for yourself. They isolate people. And when I say they, I'm talking about predators. I'm talking about people that come into your life that just take from you, don't want you to have a normal life, don't want you to have a balance. 
They'll keep you working. They'll keep you moving. They'll keep you going. And the whole time you're either doing it because you either want to be appreciated, validated, or seen, but you're losing yourself in the process of making this other person happy, feel fulfilled. And this is what I see happen to her. She was empty on the inside. I want to put this disclaimer out there because I feel like it is very important Please listen to me. If you are someone that gives, 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 and gives, and you find fulfillment in doing that, you need a balance of also being able to give to yourself. And I am one of those people, I'm telling you, it feels as though I am a problem magnet. Other people's problems come to me and I try to find solutions to help them. That's not a bad quality except for when it becomes a problem to where I need to take care of myself. What I did yesterday, and also because my job is so demanding, you're giving to so many people. You're giving life to other people. Through her music, she gave life. She even stated it. People loved her music because it touched them. They even said she made grown men cry just at the truth and capacity of the lyrics that she sung about. What I did yesterday, and actually Friday, was when I got off work, I just came home. I did absolutely nothing. I laid around. I got some dinner. I watched a movie. The next day, I woke up pretty early because I did have a meeting, but then after that, I fell back asleep again, and then I decided, like, hey, I'm going to go and get a massage. I felt so relieved after the massage, like, you have to have a balance, more importantly than the balance, you actually need someone in your life that is going to hold you accountable to taking care of yourself and resting. There are many vultures and predators in the world that when they see that the gift or the talent that you have can either make them money. It doesn't even have to make people money. Now people are inspirationally inclined. And what I mean by that is everybody wants to be inspired. Everybody wants to feel good message. Everybody wants the message where they don't feel like what they felt prior to talking to you. People want encouragement. People will use you for that. People will use you for direction and wisdom. And at the end of the day, you're depleted and you're tired. You have to be honest with yourself. You are not Jesus Christ. You cannot walk around saving everybody. Even he had wisdom to know when it was time to go away, to be by himself, to pray, to spend time with his father, to be refreshed and to be recharged. This is for the Phyllis Hymans of this world. Yes, she had a lot of pain, but she used it to fuel her music, but it never got resolved. And I was traumatized by the ending of her story to know that she not only battled with suicide, but she also ended up ending her life by taking a, a full handful or however many pills, sleeping pills, and killing herself. Was her pain that bad? I have to believe, yes, it was. There are certain things that women need. There are certain things that men need. It is a reason that the Bible says that a woman is to be loved. It even tells the man, her husband, to love her as Christ loves the church. Women are always loving. They are nurturing. They are giving out. They are taking care of other people. They are counseling. They are praying. They are standing in the gap for people. And that it requires a level of strength that if you don't have it, you wouldn't understand. 
Phyllis Hyman, she gave and she gave and she gave and she had no one to give to her. And she was empty. And I just wonder how many people out there that are regal and classic and beautiful and maybe tall, maybe 6'1 and 6'2 as a female, but you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you are collapsing and no one understands you, no one sees you because you have people around you that are intimidated and jealous. Therefore, you have to keep this facade of a face on because you don't know if they're vultures or predators or you don't know if they're really there for you or not. The problem with keeping this smile on your face is that you're smiling on the outside, but you are crumbling on the inside. You are so tired. Nobody knows that you just go home and you just sit on the bed and fall asleep halfway dressed, that you go to work and you're tired even after you get up from a night's rest because you're really not resting. Nobody knows that you really stay up at night because you're worried about things and concerned about people. Nobody knows that you're concerned about your children and what's going on with them. Nobody knows that you're heartbroken because of a relationship that you had that didn't work. Nobody knows that you have all these issues and problems because of the nightmares that you have from being raped and molested. Nobody knows that sometimes you wish that you can just end it all. You just want to commit suicide. The Phyllis Hymans of the world are those that stand in the spotlight, beautifully dressed and clothed, hair snatched away perfectly, edges on fleek, and are broken and are empty and sad with life. Your fulfillment comes from making other people happy, but you yourself as this person are not happy. And it was sad because so many people were around her. So many people probably had conversations with her. But did anybody ever ask her, Phyllis, what do you really want? Phyllis, what do you really desire? Phyllis, are you happy? And in this time in my life, I had did this thing and I said that 2021 was going to be the year that I got rid of toxic people that were in my life. Now, toxic people can be people that don't see you, overlook you. I literally just had a conversation with somebody the other day and we were talking about how abuse can be so subtle to the point that you don't even recognize this abuse until you get out of the situation. And you were so deceived that you had to ask yourself, was it really that bad? And everybody else around you can see that it was so bad, but you're the only one that was not able to see it because you got something out of the situation, but it wasn't everything that you deserved. Phyllis Hyman deserved love. Phyllis Hyman deserved to have a good man in her life that appreciated her, gave her flowers, sent her flowers, took her on trips. She didn't seem like she was much of a materialistic woman, even though she had those wonderful things. But the main thing that she wanted, which was love, she didn't have it. So this inspired me. And I went back to my manager that next day. We talked briefly while he was filling the coffee pots and the water. And I just told him like, oh my gosh, I was so perplexed to see this woman of stature and beauty in her life, in her 40s. 
she left no legacy. She had no children. And when I say legacy, I mean, as far as someone to carry the torch, she even wanted to eventually start mentoring other, other singers to share with them what it was that she had learned through her journey of being a singer and a businesswoman. And if I'm going to say one thing, I think this is the most important. If you are someone that runs a race that requires you to have so much strength and you've learned so much, you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to take what you learned and share it with another person or share it with another generation. I remember years ago, we used to talk about all the grandmas are gone and all the nanas are gone. These are the places that we used to go and sit and have conversations and they prayed over us and helped us to deal with life and probably make this some pie or some cake, but she went over grandma's house. She didn't get a chance to not only be a grandmother, she didn't get a chance to be a mother. We learn of her wisdom because of the interviews, which which was not enough for me. I would have loved to continue to watch her I believe they do have a book out about her life. Um, I'm going to try and look for it in the library because sometimes those have a little bit more details. But with that being said, I wanted to dedicate this podcast to you, strong women and men, beautiful women and men that are really suffering at this time and no one else knows, no one else sees. I consider you the Phyllis Hymans of the world, but this podcast is to stop you before you get to a place of complete depletion or a place of complete emptiness to do self-care, take care of yourself. You owe no one nothing but love, but you also owe love to yourself. Love is a two-way street. It goes out, it comes in, but it also has to go out because it comes from within yourself. You have to love yourself. Be honest with yourself. Assess your needs. Sit down one day with yourself and ask yourself, what do I need? If I have what I want, what do I need? Do I need a better networking system of associates and friends that are going to hold me accountable? Are my friends just having me go, go, go? Do they care if I rest? Do they care if I eat and have good nutrition? Are my friends planning for me to live a good life? Are are the things that me and my friends indulging and engaging into leading not only to natural death in the grave, but spiritual death, whereas you don't know what to do. You don't have a connection with God. You don't know which way to go or which direction to go. Really sit down with yourself. Take the reins of your life with God and ask yourself, am I okay? Because she said it in her interviews. She wasn't okay. But she had to perform. And I want to release you today from the performance of production, making it seem like everything is okay and that you're perfect and that you don't need anything or need anybody. And that is the biggest lie that we have going on right now with women where they say, I don't need a man. And I'll do another segment about that later because that is a lie. That's a lie. And I'll tell you why later. So. I am so grateful to everybody that tuned into this podcast. I really enjoy and love having these conversations and dialogue with you. And I say dialogue because I look forward to your feedback. I look forward to your comments. I look forward to hearing people text me like, wow, this really helped me. It was an answer to something I was going going through. That inspires me to continue with the podcast. So 
thank you so much to everyone that actually tuned into the podcast. My name is Patricia. You can reach out to me on Instagram as underscore Patricia Tomlinson. I'm also available on Facebook as simply Patricia Tomlinson. There is also a blog circulating on WordPress. You can find a couple links of that on my Facebook Come tune in for inspiration, for quotes, for insight, a lot of it biblically based because that is where I get a lot, if not all of my wisdom from. Don't forget to share the love with someone, but more importantly, don't forget to love yourself. Stay tuned for more podcasts and we'll be back shortly. Have a good week, everybody. And do not forget to love your neighbor as you first love yourself. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day.